0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tech Girl Happy Hour. We're your hosts. I'm Mel. And I'm Marissa. Marissa, happy September. Can you believe we've lasted this long in 2020? Oh my goodness. It's been the longest year and the shortest year at once. Oh my gosh, I know. I cannot believe that we're already at kind of coming up towards the end of the year. I honestly cannot believe it. We've survived. It's been a wild ride. We thought this would be a quarantine project, and it's still going.
1: You're still listening to our podcast. Terrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have this conspiracy theory with 2020 that, like, remember when it was 2012, and according – Quote unquote, according to the Mayan calendar, the world was supposed to end. So maybe they just got the numbers mixed up, and it's going to end in 2021, and this is just ramping up to it.
1: Clearly, because we're both both of our cities are doused in smoke right now.
0: It's pretty believable, yeah. Anyways, um, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, I am drinking a Gatorade Zero in flavor blue. Um, I'm not feeling so great these days, so I thought I'd, I'd attempt a dry week.
0: It's okay. I guess, you know what, all are welcome here. Any beverage is good. At least I'm not drinking water. Some, Yeah, some hydrate you, some dehydrate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, so fresh. What are you drinking? It's so fresh and so blue. Well, the label on my drink is also blue, so that's oh. This is a beer from the Kona Brewing Co. It is the Golden Ale, Big Wave Golden Ale. Wow! I bought a variety pack. Costco, Costco, Costco. Yes, you know. Yes, I know it. I have. I'm stocked up. Yeah, Costco. You know what? They have a good like rotating selection. Surprisingly. Okay. Anyways, so let's get to the chase. We've been talking in the last few episodes on and off a little bit about careers and workplace and whatnot. And, you know, we spoke about um, succeeding in your day to day. And that was kind of like looking at success in a short term sense. And today we are talking about career mapping. So thinking a little bit more long term. Now, this is something that I find quite Mm, difficult and intimidating to talk about because Mm -hmm. it's hard thinking about where you're going to be in the future and where you know your trajectory is kind of pointed towards um so what do you think about when you think of career mapping like are you more of a a short-term or a long-term planner like how how do you see this topic
1: dude it's everything It, it totally depends like there's different times that different stages that you plan for right like You could be even planning for the month, the quarter, what kind of promotion, like, do you want a promotion in a year? What are your yearly goals? Those are usually within the same company, right? And then you can look at, like, your five-year plan. People talk about that. Ten-year plan. I don't really buy into, like, a ten-year plan. Like, that seems really, really long-term. But the style of planning that you do, you know, I think it really changes depending on the scope. Like... um. For me, if I'm looking at within the year, like those are really tangible things I want. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want to get to this level band and I want to achieve this thingy like for work. Where for 10 years, like it's really more about like, what do you care about in life? Like, what do you want out of life? Like what, what sort of career, like what field do you want to be in? It becomes a lot more high level.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the the intimidating part to think Mm -hmm. about. Okay, so I guess let's start thinking a little bit more short, short term. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I think short term, I'm thinking like, six to 12 months, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, staying at the same company, like it is um, a good kind of like parameter to put around it, unless you know, you're actively working on changing companies. Um, Or I kind of see it as like, we do, um, we do performance evaluations every six months. So Mm -hmm. I kind of think in those blocks.
1: How do you plan for the year? then? What's your strategy?
0: I think when it comes to thinking about the next year, um, it's one of two things. It's either thinking about your promotion and if you are planning on going up for promotion, there might be very specific things that you want to fulfill projects you want to fulfill, um, or things you want to, you know, exemplify that are kind of expected of you, um, And the second thing, and these things are not mutually exclusive, but is just thinking about things like on a skill by skill basis. Mm -hmm. So focusing on skill development Mm -hmm. and the rest will come. Yeah.
1: Those are really good points. Like, I think that it's not really just about hammering out achievements. Like that's not really planning for the future. You know, I I look at like three different buckets. Like, what do I want to achieve so I get promoted or get to the place I want? what skills do I want to learn and what do I want to like figure out about like my next steps? Like, it's almost kind of meta. Like what career planning am I going to career plan for? Like what mentors am I going to seek out? What field am I going to learn about? You know? Oh,
0: that's interesting. Okay. So that's your little added on thing. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Third bucket. Okay. Figure out what I want to do a bit better. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. On the note of skill development, I, I don't know if this is just me being dumb, which is possible. (laughs) But sometimes I even get confused just thinking about that. Like, sometimes I want to be able to like look at a list of things and have that give me ideas of like, what is kind of the next step of something I can work on. Like, sometimes it's obvious, you know, like, if you're really getting um, nervous with presentations, then like, that's really Mm -hmm. obvious. But when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, what are even, what are options? And I, I just wanted to give the listeners some a little bit of a brainstorm. So you can think about like, what are the skills that I need to de- develop? Is it time estimation? Is it leadership without authority? I love that term, by the way, leadership without that's authority. literally
1: how P- PM describes like that's how we describe our job.
0: Oh, okay. I yeah. Good. It's, yeah. Um, Public speaking and presentation. Mm-hmm. Is it documentation? Is it people management, um, inclusion, collaboration, and communication? Fostering team culture, providing mentorship, or specific specific technical competencies like learning a new language or like a new tool. Um, sometimes it's I feel not a hundred and ten percent obvious what things you need to. Work on so I feel like sometimes just like having, uh, like a like a brain dump, a pool mm-hmm. kind of like things to consider helps. And then I, I think for short term also like getting feedback from your coworkers is yeah. I'm so I was really gonna cool.
1: say your manager is a really good resource for that.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about feedback? Are you are you good at it? Are you a good sport or do you find it awkward at all? I think it's so good to give
1: feedback. It's I'm still trying to get better at giving feedback. Like you know, most companies have a feedback tool. When I'm writing peer feedback, it takes me so long to write just one sentence because it's like, I got to make it you know, useful for them, but not mean, but also not too nice so that I'm not saying anything. Like it has to be a good level. So yeah, but I mean, feedback is how we get better at things.
0: Yeah, giving feedback, I think is actually mm-hmm. really great. Um, I think in terms of asking for feedback, it's really helpful to if you're looking for something specific, you know, be clear about that and ask about that specific thing. Like, you know, if you're using that feedback tool, well, you know, you got to send that invite to the person. So maybe ask them like, Oh, like, could you maybe comment on like my leadership skills or like my communication or my collaboration with you on like X project? Mm -hmm. And I I think like giving some kind of guidance (laughs) makes it less, uh, it'll actually give you the things that you want to hear about and give your feedback person a little bit of guidance because it, yeah, it's so awkward to like give somebody else feedback sometimes.
1: All right. So Back to career mapping, like we we talked about like the different categories of things to plan for. How exactly do you plan for it? Like, I think we're both very structured, structured people. And I'm a big proponent of structure and breaking down problems into like frameworks and things to solve. That is like you can solve any problem that way. Do you use a
0: framework to plan for your career? Honestly, no. And I think... I think that's partially because I'm early on in my career Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to honestly figure out how it's like what you mentioned. It's like the planning for the planning. I'm figuring out how to do that.
1: Yeah. And I, I think we'll always be figuring that out, right? Like there's always more stuff to learn. There's always new data points that enter your mind, new circumstances. So I was at the women in product conference, uh, last year and, there was a really good seminar on like, you know what, like PM is so good at shipping products and making roadmaps for apps, right? Why don't you roadmap your life? And I was like, holy crap, so true. It just all clicked together. So, you know, the whole session was like, treat your career and your life planning as if it were a product, like break it down, make a roadmap, set goals, you know, define your success metrics, all of that. Uh, so I actually started and
0: you're gonna make fun of me. You're yeah, this already sounds like very obsessive, but <laughs> but it's probably effective, so go on. I am curious to hear.
1: I write OKRs for my life. And for your
0: life or for your career?
1: For my life. We can talk about that later, but a, a career is a part of it, and that's how I do my career planning for the year. Like I think that New Year's resolutions, for instance, like that's like some sort of goal setting for the year, right? Yeah. The OKR framework is awesome because it attaches like measurable results in a time frame to your goal. And like that is literally the only way for you to know if you're gonna be successful. I feel like I talked about this on like a previous podcast. But yeah. as I said, like for the career section, I write it out and I break it down into like what do I want to achieve? What do I want to learn? Um and you know, I, I try to check in with myself on these. I feel like Without having like a structure, without having ways to keep yourself accountable, it's very easy to just have floofy, floofy career planning where it's like, oh, I want to start a business eventually, and mm-hmm. never really get there. And then the years pass by, and you never really get there, right? Like you got to really stay on top of it.
0: And frameworks yeah. help. Yeah. So can you share some of yours if you are comfortable? Oh some- yeah. Like, I mean, one thing about learning I wanted to share is like,
1: I think I had a goal and. I will not disclose if I am meeting that goal really that well these days. <laughs> but one was like to get coffee slash like just network with a
0: new person every month. Um, oh, yeah. That's a very common one lately. Like my manager was talking about that. And, and you know what, especially during work from home, it's so hard to make connections if you don't mm-hmm. literally just like put time on somebody's calendar. So it's funny that you bring that up. But yeah, I mean, that's it's like a simple-ish way to keep yourself accountable for learning. And then another
1: one would be like, I, I think I had in my goals, um, like explore options for like master's programs and then make a short list of things that I would want to apply to and do more thinking there. So, you know, that's like more of like the far future stuff. But I don't know. I get like a little anxious about all of this because I don't know. Are you ever scared of being on autopilot for life and just like not really adhering to your goals, not really being intentional about your career.
0: Yeah. I just hope that I wouldn't let that go on for too long. Yeah. You know, like I'm only like, I guess a year into my career. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're counting all uh, experience after graduating and yourself two years. So you know what? Two years is still early, but girl, you're double me. So, (laughs) Oh no. It's easy though.
1: After two years, I realized, like, I had my workversary just a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, I could easily stay here for a while and just chill and, like, not really think about it. Like, I had a really good career at this company, but, like, not really question, like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? It's comfortable and easy.
0: I think sometimes, I mean, it is a balance there. Like, you know, getting comfortable in your job. Well, not comfortable, but, you know, you learn and you need to use that knowledge that you've accumulated. You can't be changing things so often yeah. that that there's just a constant state of change and discomfort. Like, I I don't know. I, th- I think it's a wave that you have to ride that mm-hmm. maybe you kind of, you know, you learn and then it does turn into autopilot for just a little bit. But then once you realize that, mm-hmm. then it's time to realize
1: I think there's like nothing wrong with people who stay at the company, like for their entire career. Like, I don't mean to knock that at all. It's more just about like, it's easy to not think about if you're doing what really fulfills you in your career. And it's easy to just kind of go with
0: things. Okay, so here's a question. How do you really determine what does fulfill you and what you really want to do?
1: Um, finding out like kind of like what speaks to you in in your career, like it's a combination of your core values and your key interests. Like a, a big value for me is to, you know, work on something that's really fulfills my passions, like push society forward, like make a positive change. Um, from others, I've also heard like empathy is one of their core values, like just helping others, like being kind, you know, you, I think you need to find a career that aligns and like activates that really just like deep, important part of you and then there's always topics that we care about right like there's things you know we chose to specialize in certain majors hopefully because they were the most interesting to us Um, there's things that really just activate us like like i know for you it's like the environment right like you are like really really passionate about it you know i just think aligning to those interests and what's what's important to you is how you find a fulfilling career and like i don't think this is, I don't think everyone needs to work on like their core key passions. Not everyone needs that to be activated in their lives. Like some people are okay with just having a job, not a career and like making enough money, but like really investing in like their family. And that's fine too. It depends on like what you value.
0: Mm -hmm. Your, your values, your interests. And I would add on your skills also. Yeah. Yeah. You know, plays or a natural inclination towards certain skills, I I think also. Yeah. Realistically plays a little bit of a part. So you
1: have a five-year plan. (laughs) Should we have five-year plans? I'm scared.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Honestly, no. I don't have a five-year plan. I... Don't know what it is exactly, but I am not a super long-term planner. I think also it just, I I think personally, it just right now kind of speaks to the situation that I'm in. The fact that I'm young-ish early on in my career. I only moved here a year ago and it was like, you know, packed up, moved to the other side of the continent. Like there was a lot of change in yeah. the last little while. And I think... Think that kind of coming out of all that change, um, I'm not too sure about the, what the future holds right now. Uh, I could see myself staying here. I think for sure another year or two. Will it be longer than that? Who knows? Maybe could be only a couple years. Could be the rest of my life. I stay mm-hmm. here, and I'm, I'm honestly open to either. Um, I think flexibility is definitely key. <laughs> I think that's really important. I, uh, You know me, I roll my eyes when people try to say that they're going to stick to their 10-year plan. Things change, you know. Yeah. For myself, I'm not personally, I don't really plan more than like a year two years in advance, but I think that will change in the future. I think in a couple of years, if you ask me, I'll have like a much better idea.
1: Yeah, as, especially as things settle down more, right? Like we're we're really just at the beginning of our careers. I think it helps. I think 10 years a lot, but like 5 years, like you could conceivably imagine 5 years like that's like just that's as long as our undergrad, right? And when when we started college in first year, like we started to figure out like what we wanted to do by the time to graduate. It was a slow process, but like
0: you know, we did we did plan kind of, right? Yeah, I mean, um I think keeping doors open is also important. You know, like you don't know exactly, you might not know exactly where you're going in terms of like precision, but you know the idea of where you're going, right? Like you're probably not going to totally 180. And, you know, I mean, you could, but you're unlikely to just suddenly decide to change your industry or something like that. And I, I think as long as you're, Moving forwards, you can make little tweaks as you need, right? Yeah. Like in terms of you can, listeners can't see me, but I'm doing, I'm doing something with my hands and I'm saying you're here right now. You're at point A right now. You're eventually going to be at point B and you don't know where point B exactly is, but you know it's out there towards a certain direction. And as you go, you make little course adjustments. Um, but yeah, keeping doors open and being prepared for different opportunities. Um, and I think a lot of what that comes down to is like skill development, right? Like the things that in order to have a job that, you know, fulfills your interests and your values and whatnot, like this, the skills required are probably going to be similar between all of those. You know, if empathy is something that you value, then like communication is probably a really important mm-hmm. skill no matter what company that leads you to.
1: I think it's also worth calling out like you know there's a lot of good strategies for career mapping a lot of good things we can talk about to plan but like how do you what's like the practical like how do we keep ourselves accountable to plan to check in and to like execute right
0: yeah um yeah on the note of there being so many different ways to do it honestly I would say that Just one little comment. If this is something that you find really confusing, like I do, like where I'm saying, I literally want to be able to like look at a list and like check things off that interest me in order to like help like generate ideas for myself. Honestly, like I think if if you're like me in that way, like pick up a book, like a career planning book, and it'll probably be very helpful just to provide that kind of source of structure. And then in terms of fulfilling it, I think checking in with somebody else is actually a really good way. Like, like yeah, like when I talk to you, or I have like another friend that I sometimes do um, this kind of planning with, like that source of accountability, like, okay, it's either you are going to be the one to keep yourself accountable, and maybe a framework will, will help you. Or what's the other option? You need somebody else in the equation, right? Or you need a community that has, um, that is counting on you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think bringing, dragging somebody else into your career pain <laughs> is like, good. You know, you talk about it with people and then people who are close to you, they'll ask you in a month, like, oh, how was that thing that you said you wanted to work on? I like that. Very practical. How about you? How do you keep yourself accountable?
1: I haven't been good about it. Admittedly, I haven't been good, but it is structure for me, right? Like it is like setting out, you know, creating that spreadsheet creating those calendar reminders for, oh yeah, this is my reflection time. You actually gave me that suggestion.
0: Um, I'm huge about calendar reminders. Mm-hmm. I also have not been good about this um, stuff too much just because- of COVID, blame COVID. No, yeah. And I'm also, I'm very busy with work and I do actually have like a very clear idea of the next six months for myself right now. But normally what I do is I have a recurring event on my calendar. It's the first Sunday of every month and it's an hour- uh that is for reviewing my goals. And that's I what I do. I I, even if I I mean <laughs> ideally I should sit down and actually do that thing that I scheduled into my calendar. But you know what? Even if I don't do it, at least I see it on my calendar and it makes me think about it. Yep. So it's just as I always say about the Carving out time on your calendar—it's about making sure that these things don't get forgotten. Otherwise, it's going to slip through the cracks, and you're never going to think about it again until you have another performance review with your manager, and your manager is like, "Oh, like you know, I wanted you to develop like these three skills, and you only did the one." So, (laughs) I think the key takeaway here is like,
1: you might not be a calendar person, but you need to find a way to fold in your career stuff into your lifestyle, into like your schedule, into how you keep yourself motivated with other tasks.
0: Yeah, um really random question. So when you think about this time and carving out this time, do you do that on company time or is that something that should be on personal time?
1: Um I don't know. For me, I think it's personal time like I, I mean, you can I'm not going to stop you from doing it on company time, but um my my career planning goes along with my life planning in general. I think they're uh, intertwined. So I I prefer like quiet time for that
0: yeah um yeah sometimes I like you know want to take classes that we have through work and whatnot but Mm -hmm. it's so hard when you already are so busy with your day-to-day to to carve out that time if it um you know is within your work hours but sometimes it is directly related to work so it's kind of like a fine balance between I mean
1: like work should be supportive of you taking time to learn right like at least at many modern companies um I was able to take every Monday afternoon off to do Dale Carnegie course like last fall and
0: that was Oh yeah. Yeah Dale Carnegie so classic. I'm
1: still as awkward as usual, but I'm more acutely aware of how I am awkward now. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. In classic tech girl happy hour podcast fashion, we gotta do action items. Oh, of course action items. Oh yeah. All right, my action item for you guys: uh, within the next week or two, take an hour or so of your time and reflect on like your values, your interests, and figure out like what really activates you. What do you really want to work on? And explore some career opportunities there. Uh, put, you know, push yourself to think beyond what you're currently doing, even if you really love it, and try to write out a list of like a, a list of steps. Like, what do you need to learn? How are you going to learn it? Uh, to just Get more clarity on these things. And for those of you who are inclined, go read up on OKRs and uh, try
0: out the system. So, yeah, my action item is pretty much exactly what Marissa said. But in classic Mel fashion, now go on your calendar and schedule recurring time to think about these Woo-hoo! things. and Check in on your OKRs or... Doesn't have to be OKRs, okay but you know, dedicated time to do that course correction. Okay, y'all, thanks for joining in for another episode. Hope it gave you something to think about. Uh, get those gears turning and let it marinate. That's a lot of analogies in one sentence. I know, and they're very different. Like <laughs> the action of gears turning and the like, the slow action of marinating is the opposite. But you know what? It's like That's WD-40. You need all of it. All right. Okay, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.